Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Omie's Corner. For today's episode, we're into the third of our degree workshops. So on this week's degree workshop, we are going to be highlighting the the subject that I hold near and dear to my heart, what I'm studying. We're going to be highlighting two subjects. So we're going to be talking about medicine and dentistry in this workshop so i've invited three special guests two medics and a dentist to come and talk to us about their degree their journey to their degree we're going to talk about all of our experiences we've all known each other since sixth form since our biology lessons of joy so um just to give a bit more insight into the degree workshops as a whole and why i wanted to do this specific episode um, I found, and obviously our guests are going to discuss this as well, but applying for medicine and dentistry is one of the hardest subjects out there to apply for. And sometimes there's not often a lot of support for people, um, guidance on how to apply, what to do, how to approach the situation. So I was hoping that this podcast episode will really shed a light on that and also show that applying for medicine and dentistry and just the experience can be fun, like it's not all very super intense studying but we're also quite normal average people so without further ado I think I'll just go around and get each of my guests to kind of introduce themselves tell us a bit about themselves and then we'll get into it so whoever wants to go first um my name is Nebasi um I study medicine I'm a first year medical student and I go to Queen Mary's. Um, my name's Moid and I'm doing dentistry at King's first year and also into Harris Westminster. <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> hello, everyone. <laughs> All right. Hello, everyone. My name is Okay. <laughs> okay, you can just stop. You guys are too bad though. Alright, hello everyone. My name is Efe. Um, I'm studying medicine uh, in Southampton. And I went to Harris Hospital still with these law as well. Fantastic. Thank you very much to all my fantastic guests. So, I guess the first question we're really going to discuss and talk about in terms of medicine is a bit of each of our individual journeys to medicine. So, maybe if I go around to each person... And I'd just like you to maybe highlight why you, when you knew you wanted to study medicine, um, your journey in terms of sixth form, your A-levels, and just a bit of background before we talk about the application process. So, Moid, maybe if you want to go first. So, um, I literally decided to do dentistry like a month before the deadline. I had two persons things, one for medicine, one for dentistry. And even before year 12, I didn't plan on doing anything related to medicine or dentistry. I was trying to do PPE, like a totally different course. Oh, really? But in the end, it was basically between medicine and dentistry. And because the application process is so similar, and you do UCAT, you have process statement, same interview questions, it was hard to make the choice. Mm-hmm. But after looking at um, well, the main thing is the lifestyle you have after you graduate and the jobs, the job structure and stuff. Dentistry appealed to me a lot though, because it's much more relaxed compared to medicine. And that's the main thing, because I don't want my job to be the be all and end all. I want to have free time, which I can do other stuff. In year 12, I done maths, biochem and history. Then I adopt history and then EPQ, then maths, biochem. Cool. Thank you very much. Okay, FA, do you want to go next? I'm doing medicine right now, like I said before. Um, I studied I studied biology. No, I never seen it to turn the camera off. <laughs> In Harris, I studied biochem and maths. And I did philosophy for the first year. So, and then I dropped it for second year. So basically, I feel like I've always wanted to do medicine from jump, like from even when I was in primary school fam, because I've always been good at well <laughs> I've always been de- I've always been decent at science. And I've literally been terrible by everything else. So English, art, all of that, like I don't like none of those. So I decided, you know what, what job could I do? What career could I get into that 
that's solid in terms of like financial stability in a sense and then I could interact with a lot of people because I feel like I'm a people person so that was how I decided medicine I guess okay cool thank you um Nervousy, take the floor Okay, yeah, but I did bio and maths and verbal maths and um yeah like I say I kind of always wanted to well not really do medicine but I always wanted to be a doctor so yeah do medicine um yeah I didn't I couldn't really imagine like there's not a lot of things that I really enjoyed like I do you know like English and history and all of that but I just not that sort as pointless but I just didn't really care for it at all it was I was just doing it because I kind of had to do it but when it kind of came like with the sciences it was something I enjoyed because it was like okay so this is how everything works this is why things happen like in a way you could possibly say I'm a nosy person and I kind of mm. want to know like anyway like, just why why is all of this stuff happening and I felt like medicine would answer that question and I wanted a job where I could actually like like be quite I wanted an active job that I was doing doing stuff I felt like there was a point to it so not obviously there are points to other jobs but I wanted to like really kind of work so yeah cool thanks Nemesi um <clears throat> I guess to give a bit of background about my medicine journey it's a bit more convoluted um so for my A-levels I did biology chemistry politics I did a core maths qualification and I did an extended project qualification starting all in year 12. Um, and I carried all through all of those subjects through to year 13. Um, I had always kind of had an idea of medicine. It was always kind of something I discussed with my family that I was interested in doing. But I think it's very different, like wanting to be a doctor and knowing that you need to study medicine to be a doctor. And I kind of never put those two together. So then um, when I started sixth form, I really, really struggled with the two sciences. I didn't enjoy them um, the way I did at GCSE, um, but I did enjoy politics. So at one point I was convinced I was going to go study politics or international relations or even law or something or the other. Um, and I was really set on that. And then I really thought about it, had a change of heart again. And I thought, okay, this is the career that I want to pursue um, after weighing up everything in the balance. And um, yeah, I decided to study medicine. We've had a bit of an introduction to all of you. We know a bit about um, this group that we've got here. Um, I was thinking maybe we could talk everybody through the application process, just what it was like from personal statement, interview, how did you pick your unis, open days, what were the vibes like from everyone? Who, what's the, what are the people applying for medicine? What is it like? What are the, what's the response from teachers, from authority to you wanting to apply for medicine? Then, like, what is it like? So if anyone just wants to go first with some initial thoughts, go ahead. Okay, so with picking unis, I feel like UCAT being like that will like definitely play an effect. So my UCAT wasn't too good, so... Um, um that would I didn't like go for unis so I knew we were looking solely at UCAT but um this shouldn't be how it is but I wasn't too informed I think with my choices I was quite laid back I just I didn't um I knew I didn't want to put pick unis that focused on UCAT but um so the night before I literally was like okay cool let me change two of my unis to two better ones because I picked some <laughs> Some next, some next, next uni. So I said, okay, cool. I'll change this one to that one, this one to that one, and then yeah. But I feel like I didn't have enough time to actually think properly. Mm. But yeah, I, I think I would have picked more unis. I would have liked, but yeah. Cool, Moid. So with dentistry, you don't have that much of a choice because there's like nine or eleven unis that do dentistry, and a priority for me was to stay in London. And there's only two unis that do it in London that already kind of like made it easy for me to choose so I had the option of like nine unis and I chose both of them in London Queen Mary's and or Bart's and King's and then I just then I chose any two outside of London Birmingham and Manchester but I same with Effie like I didn't really care where I got into because at the end of the day you're going to be a dentist regardless of where you graduate from so I didn't really have like a particular uni in mind 
the first priority was just to stay in London if I could. If not, then it's not that deep. But, but yeah, same as Ashley. It doesn't really matter where I went. Cool. Um, yeah, my uni choices, I didn't think, I just, my main thing was, I guess, hopefully they don't look too much at UCAS. I looked at what grades you needed, what they were looking for, and um, that's my picking of unis wasn't too, I never had a university that I was like, I really want to go to, which I think could be quite dangerous because, like, it's very, like, you're not always going to get into where you want to get into. So I feel like if you're solely, obviously you can have a uni you want to aim for, but if you're gonna be so like hard bent on getting in on this uni it can be quite damaging because say if they reject you now that could really could really get affected so I didn't have a uni that I really wanted to go to so my choices are quite draws but yeah that would be one thing I'd say don't focus too much on one uni yeah I think um yeah I just for me when I was applying like I had, uh, I had two two A's. No, I had three B's at. No, I had two B's and a C at first for my predicted grades. So straight away I was already looking at foundational programs because really and truly I'm not going well with two B's and a C. So I was like looking for like the, the unis that like I did proper research. Like I feel like if you. I feel like you can increase your chances of getting in if you don't just listen to everyone else. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go there, I'm going to go there. Oh, um, this is the best medical school, blah, blah, blah. Because at the end of the day, everyone's still going to be doctors. So so I was very, like, like at one night, I literally sat down. I think I was even in front of you guys. I, I sat down and I was literally searching for any uni that would just take, any uni that would take me. So I went through all of their requirements. I was looking for the ones that require, like, put more points in GCSEs and UCAT, because my UCAT wasn't that bad. So I proper did research on that. And then I was like, okay, cool. So I, I can, I'll, the chance of me getting an interview for so-so and so unis is higher than the rest. So the unis I picked, everyone was like, not, not everyone wasn't like, uh, they're not good, but you could just tell because everyone was applying to this big, 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 big main uni. So yeah. I was like, you know what? I don't care, man. Because at the end of the day, everyone's going to be a doctor. So I think that's how I went about it. And then after, so like the night before, the night before we had to submit our thing to the school, I ended up persuading all my, t- <laughs> all my teachers to change my BBC to the three A's. So initially when I was picking my unis, uh, I wanted to be as far away Okay, this doesn't make sense. I picked two unis in London, but it doesn't make sense. But at first, I wanted to be as far away from London as possible. Um, so I picked Glasgow and Birmingham, thinking, oh, yeah, I'm just going to be really far away um, to have the whole uni experience. Um, and Glasgow and Birmingham rejected me. So it was a sign that I was supposed to stay in London. Um, but yeah, I think with picking my unis, it's the same as everyone kind of said. I didn't really have my heart set on anywhere in particular. It was more a thing of like, everyone offers medicine. Like you're all going to be a doctor or a dentist at the end of all of them. So it was less of a thing of like, I dream to go to this uni. And more like, what do I think works best for me in terms of like the course structure, the location, the accommodation those kind of things played played a factor when I was making my final decision but like initial choices I was kind of just picking the places that I visited and I thought not bad so yeah um how about personal statements does anyone want to share um so in case anyone doesn't know um then you know as a group we went through a lot of personal statement drama um in particular, helping each other. Yeah. There, were, there, were many, there were many late yeah. night phone calls writing this personal statement. So, um, does anyone want to talk about what it was like to write a medicine or dentistry personal statement? Uh, for me, man, <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of because uh, I'm not like I said. I feel like I need to emphasize this enough. Like I said before, English is not my my strong. <laughs> so the way I had to get help from anyone that was anyone. Yeah, so for my personal statement, I feel like at first I just wrote everything down. That's what everyone says. Like just write everything down, everything you've done, 
blah, 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 like everything, all the work experience you've done with volunteering, all the prefects, or whether or not you've been prefect at school, um, all the clubs, all the societies, all the books you've read, just write everything down. And then, and this, this is another reason why you need to start early as well. I know no one, no one ever starts early, but you need to start early. So I would say do that first, then just cut everything down. Like when you, the thing is, when you do a lot of stuff to prepare for medical school or dentistry or whatever, like you don't realize that some of the things you did are not relevant at all. Like they, they literally label the good on the past statement. So when you write everything down, you can look at everything and say, okay, this paragraph is dead. Okay, this paragraph is good. It, it shows that I've done this. It shows that I know this. It shows that I have these skills. So that was the first thing I did. And then the next thing was tackling the grammar and punctuation. <laughs> and punctuation. Like pick a few teachers that you think know what they're talking about. And you then you think could actually improve your class thing. Because if you show it to too many teachers, everyone will have their own thing to say. And then before you know it, your personal statement is looking like ass. So I would say just definitely be selective about the teachers that you're showing your personal statement to. I was, I'm, I'm going to, first thing I'm going to say is that like your personal statement will never look good enough to you. Like sometimes, like the first thing is you shouldn't stress because your personal statement is less deep than what you think it is. Like, if when universities look at it, it's not like they look at it as a differentiating thing, or most unis don't look at it as like a differentiating factor. Like for medical medicine and dentistry, your UCAT matters for some unis, and once you secure an interview, that's the main thing that they focus on. So your personal statement isn't something where you need to be stressing. Like it's not the last thing that it's not like the most important thing that they're gonna look at. Even though your school might say that, your school might say, "Oh, you have to stand out. You have to." say this and say that and stuff like that but it's, it's not it's never that, that deep and for dentistry so similar to medicine as well for dentistry to give it like a flavor of dentistry you can add a bit of like a business aspect because dentistry is very business orientated like you're going to work out a practice and someday you might even own a practice so you might want to show that you have those kind of skills within you and this isn't like a very important factor but if you can the best people to show your personal statement to would dental students or medical students because they've gone through the system and they know what it takes to get in so if they got in most likely their personal statement was good enough for them to get in teachers are good like i said if you show it to too many teachers then every teacher thinks that they know best and you're going to get too many advice too much advice and it's, it's going to confuse you even more yeah nebs um yeah, I agree with what um, FM would have both said, really. I only showed a few teachers. I started my personal statement quite late, I think. And um, I showed my first teacher. She was like, yeah, it was good. It's fine. Then I showed another teacher, and then I wanted to cry. And, um, yeah, but I think I, I just made the changes. I didn't spend a lot of time on my personal statement. It's important, but I think um, that once you get past that stage, like, Maybe because it's one of the first stages, it seems like a lot, but there are a lot of other stages you have to go to. So, for example, I think when I was writing my personal statement, we had that mocks, or maybe I was revising for UCAT or something. So, um, there are other stuff that's still important, but um, yeah, I think um, just go to teachers, do what they say. As Moid said, um, students, whoever you can get is good, but like, don't everyone's going to have something different to say. So, um, I don't think changing it every time someone says something so like drastically will just stress you out. So I wouldn't spend too much um, time on it. Just put out all the stuff you need to put. Yeah, no, definitely. Even for me as well, like I felt um, I wrote so many drafts. I literally spoke to not too many people, but I spoke to a lot of people. And at some points it would be like a teacher would tell you, oh, this part was really, really good. And then you'd come back and show them the same thing with like other things change and they'd be like the thing that they just told you was good like now isn't so good or like just if you have contradicting opinions it can be really hard to put together something like coherent you can kind of end up sounding like it's been written by like five different people which is never good um and also another important thing to note is that even though we're talking about the application process in like stages like 
um, choosing new needs, personal statements, um, UCAT, all of that stuff, a lot of this stuff overlapped. So in applying for medicine and dentistry, we were really balancing like a lot of different things at one time, which was definitely a lot. And you had to like prioritize which one was going to be more important or schedule your time in such a way where like you've put enough distance between each of the stages. So Moid, you had one more point about um, personal statements that you wanted to add. Yeah, I just wanted to say that remember what you write in a personal statement because some of you can ask, you can bring out your personal statement or ask you questions or like, oh, you did charity in this country or this, well, like this shop, how was it? And if you don't remember what you even said, you can't relate to what, what they want you to say. So for example, I said I did um, once a week charity at like a local Oxfam. If I forgot about that, I wouldn't even, like if I knew about it before the interview, I would try to have some things in my head from before, like I went weekly, I did this, I did that, I helped the manager do this and that. But if you t- completely forgot about it, you're going to stutter on the spot and then it's going to make you look like you don't know what you're talking about. So it's important to know what yeah. you wrote in your personal statement. Yeah, that's very, very true. So guys, we've spoken about personal statements now. I'm going to set the scene. We've written our personal statements. Obviously, in case you didn't know, um, in the UK, for your application for medicine and dentistry. You're global in the UK. <laughs> I mean, period. Uh, they get sent off. Um, they get sent off on the uh, 15th of October. So after the 15th of October, of October in general, that's when um, universities consider the applications. Um, obviously, you would have done either the UCAT tests for certain unis or the BMAT tests for other unis and then we come on to the the big deal is the interview process this is when kind of everyone prepares you get asked there's loads of different styles of interviews and how it all works and whether you get offered an interview and how to prepare from them and everything so does anyone want to start talking about like their interview journey what was it like was it easy to find help um, what were your any interview experiences that you want to share? Were they good? Were they bad? Whoever wants to go first. Okay, so for for my interview practice, what I think was most effective was to go through questions with people. Doesn't matter who it is. Like if you have a couple of friends, go to them, and do one question, two question, and see how well if like how well your answers flow. So the main thing you want to have on the day of your interview is a good flow and a good like structure to what you're saying so you get in the habit of not have like don't have like a set answer if you have if you get into the habit of talking about the same points for the same question over and over again it'll come out really smoothly on the interview day and I think that's the most important thing like you want to be in a good flow and when, when you're answering the question yes I had one interview and that was for Queen Mary so I didn't get any offers from my other unis but um I did do a bit of interview practice before I think um, I had one which was with like a doctor and um, so I didn't know her. Then I had some like practice ones with like friends in school or like just other like classmates. Um, I feel like it's good to practice with people who you don't talk to usually because if you're doing, if I'm doing an interview now with like you guys, like everything's just going to be playing around. It's not going to be serious. So I think it's good to do practice with people who um it's good to be back with people who you don't see like that. Um, He's right, though. Do you remember when we used to do practice in those classrooms, that role play? That was bad because we would literally just spend an hour laughing. Yeah. But if you got it done in those situations, you can get it done in the interview. That is quite true. It was so bad. We used to pretend to be, like, old people or, like, breaking bad news. Yeah. And, and I remember there was this one time where I, I think I was videoing it now. I think F.A. was doing it. He was a doctor. And then he, you were crying now. And he goes to hold your hand. And he's like, listen, listen. <laughs> and like, um, you can't actually do that in an actual real life setting. So you want to be with people, I guess, or you want to try at least with people who you're not too comfortable with. Um, with my actual interview, um, I was a bit nervous at first. But I think in my practice ones, I was nervous. But then I ease into it. Like, I start kind of getting more comfortable but I was a bit nervous which I mean it's going to be normal it's a bit normal anyway but um I guess with interviews I just say well one thing I think worked for me was that I didn't really just talk about medicine so even you know stuff like um 
where you've worked in a team or how you overcome like a difficult experience that like, I would talk about okay like because I play football now so that was something that I could talk about and that worked for me because my interviewer was also part of her foot of the football team so we got to talk about that and I feel like that's why I am here today so um I feel like talking about stuff just not medicine related um is can help you stand out yeah definitely yeah, it's a chance to show your personality to the interview, other than just your grades and what you yeah. can offer to the medical course. Like it shows it shows them who you can be in the uni, other than just studying. Yeah, this is where you can't lie. You go running in the morning because um. They <sighs> Anyways, because I because I actually I used, I actually used to go jogging. Yeah. Okay. So that's something you can add on to your interview to a press statement to give you more like you know to show that you're actually fit. You show that not fit, but to show that you're actually have extracurricular activity, which is why I said, well, obviously, these lot are here, so they never believe me. Before, like, you talk about your actual interview, like, what was it like preparing? Did you go to any workshops? Yeah, I went, I went to the King's, the King's, um, ACS. The King's, mm. um, ACM or something like that. I went ACS. to the workshop. Yeah, I went to the workshop. That was really helpful, actually. So, I would say, I don't know how they're going to do it this year, but obviously, it's going to be different because of the COVID thing, but, Defo. Yeah, they already did it. Online, some of them. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I would say definitely do, defo, defo do um, workshops. Go to because the, all the all the London unions, or obviously if you're from London, all the London unions do um, like Kings, Imperial, King Mary's. They always do like interview practice for medics and dent- and dentists. So I would say definitely go to that. Um, speak to your friends as well. It's it's so doing with sometimes you could you could do it with yourself at home, but I would say also do it with friends. So yeah, I did with a lot of people in my school. A lot of people helped. Yeah. I think that's that's all I did to be honest. It wasn't it wasn't that for well for me it wasn't that bad. I don't think mm-hmm. interviews were that I feel like the interviews are definitely definitely overhyped. And how many interviews did you have, FA? I got all of my interviews. I got Sorry, sorry, I didn't quite catch that. Say that okay, again. I got four interviews. Got okay two. then. Okay, I had I had all my interviews, but yeah, I would say it was it was not that bad. No, even though I only got two, mm. I then two at the end of the day. But okay, that's good. Yeah. Um, for me, the interview process, I think. Um, so there are different types of interviews. First of all, there's the MMI, which is multiple mini interviews. And then there's like the traditional panel-based interviews. So for example, uh, Nebesi and I, Moy, did you do an interview at Queen Mary as well? Yeah. Yeah, so the three of us did interviews at Queen Mary's. That was a panel-based interview. So they gave us like an article, um, which I had to read about and then the beginning of the interview was based on like that article and then the rest of it they just asked us standard like questions you're just sitting there's a panel of like three or four people and you're just answering their questions whereas MMI you're going from station to station so that was my King's interview each station is a different question with a different interviewer and they don't know what's happening at the other station so let's say something went wrong at the first station they won't know that at the last station so each one is kind of separate um, in terms of preparation, I mean, I always felt kind of um, not insecure about interviews and medicine, but just in general, I hadn't done any um, like hospital work experience, like I'd never shadowed a doctor and all of that stuff. And I didn't really do very many interview workshops. I did um, like an online Skype interview with a company called Melanin Medics. Um, I'll put that in the description box because they've just started their this round of like practice interviews where basically you get one-on-one experience with like a medical student or a doctor doing interview practice with you. And I found that really, really helpful. Um, and yeah, eventually I had my interviews um, and they were both okay, to be honest. I've, I would say my main tip is um obviously nerves are normal but don't be so nervous that like it completely freezes you in your tracks like you literally can't speak so just kind of try not to be phased also if something goes wrong like just keep going like there were moments where I was like oh my gosh what I said did not make any sense and I just carried on anyway and tried to get back on track um I think that's really important it shows that like 
you can deal with disruption or challenges and that kind of thing. Yeah, I had, I had a lot of that as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had Go a ahead. lot of the, oh my God, what did I just say? Mm. That was, I had the... <laughs> well, FA, when he used to go to his Fam. interviews, like, he'd go, and then that night he'd call us and just literally recount the whole thing and be like, Fam. oh my God. Uh, I, had the, I said so much BS, man. Wow. Yeah. Um, but people, people always say never she come down people always say that <laughs> oh you can you can you can never oh you should, it wasn't you should, funny you should, people always say you should try to uh move on or whatever like yeah just when you go to the next one it'll be fine i uh, just forget about it but the way i was stuck like and it was sad because that one was like the second one the third one i think this was exeter my ex interview, and that was like the third station, and you had like I had like nine or like eight, so I was like, right, I was like, I definitely just messed that one up. I just had to slap myself just quickly, just fix up. But yeah, it's it's okay to be worried that you said something wrong. I just want to say that because I feel like everyone's always like, ah, oh, just ignore it, move on to the next one. But yeah, um, what was I gonna say? I don't know if this will work with everyone, but like. One thing I think that my dad would say with the interviews is that, um, in a way, try and see them as you're kind of like an equal. So you're not like, oh my gosh, this person's interviewing me for medicine because I feel like that can become quite scary. I try and see it as not that they're my mate, but maybe they're like a teacher I'm like good friends with or something like that. So it's not too scary. Like, try and imagine it that, you know, they don't want you to fail. So that would help me to not get so nervous. Yeah, a lot of people, a lot of teachers told us that some interviews might try to put off, but put us off. But without me, I didn't experience that. Like a lot of interviews were nice to me. They were just normal. I didn't. <laughs> oh my god! You know how they always say like, "Oh, you might get a station where they try and put you off." But I always thought like it was a myth or like it was just something they say, but they don't actually do it. So I get to one of my like MMI stations now. I don't know if this was intentional or in my head, but I'm sitting there and I'm answering the question. And the interviewer just starts like sighing, like, what are you doing that? This is Kings, and my heart literally dropped. And I was like, Fry, am I saying something wrong? But I couldn't like stop if that makes sense because you can't just be like is there a problem so you I just asked carried, is anything wrong i just carried on talking and he was just like hmm. <laughs> and i was just looking around i was like okay but i just kind of i don't know i think in a way i'm lucky because with my personality i just carried on talking anyway and answered the question like not that it didn't bother me it just kind of distracted me a little bit um so yeah it is definitely possible that you might get um like distracted or put off even just around the room like if you're somebody that gets distracted easily and i don't know someone drops something or something happens you might like be phased for a moment and because obviously the time you have is precious um that can be quite difficult to deal with so doing my king interview the fire alarm Mm. No, like not in a drill, like a serious one. So you have to like leave the building for like a good twenty to thirty minutes, and you have in to stay the with your of interviewer. Station. Yeah, like the station was just about to end, so I said everything I needed to say, and they were like, "Oh, guys, don't worry, we'll we'll repeat the station." I was like, "That's going to be so long," but it was actually kind of helpful. I think that's the reason I got in because that interviewer, we had, I had to talk to I talked to her for like twenty minutes. It was stations for King, isn't it? Or yeah, was it yeah. one? No, it was station. I had six, six or seven stations. Okay, so Nebisi, you had one more point about interviews that you wanted to add. Yeah, I was just going to say, um, you should have a question for the interviewer. I had a question, but then I kind of asked, no, I didn't ask my question, but the person who was like guiding us to the interview answered my question. So I was just like, okay, I don't need to ask it. But when she asked if I had any questions, the way she was looking at me, it was like, I want you to have a question. And then I was like, no, thank you. I felt like she was a bit disappointed. So um, <sighs> the question's not for you, it's for them. Or well, it's for you to get into medical school. So I feel like it's, it's important to have um, a question. Fantastic. Thanks, Nebisi. So everyone, we've spoken about the interview process, we've spoken about the application process. 
Um, obviously, we all got into medical school, dental school. <laughs> and um, maybe if we could just talk briefly about like what it felt like on, I don't know, resorts day, actually getting in. Oh, was... um, well, I feel like I'm the only one that can talk about this because these lot had a, had a breeze. <laughs> they already, they already mm-hmm. knew they got in. So okay. for me, um, so that morning I didn't receive an email on it. And I was like, right. So, so Exeter emailed me saying, yeah, you know, you, you didn't get in. So I already knew straight away that I didn't get three. I didn't get two A's and a B because that was my requirement for Exeter, two A's and a B. And then for Southampton, my requirements were three B's. So I was like, okay. I haven't received the emails from Southampton as well. So let me see. So I was like, I wasn't going to go in because if I got the email, congratulations, I wasn't going to go in. So then I didn't get the email now, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, I'm like, cool, I'm going to go in. So I went in, and then, um, so yeah, I got my grades, so I went in, I, went, I got my grades, and then I was like, this should be decent enough to, <laughs> this is, this is, the, this is what I need to get in it. So I was like, okay, cool. So I called them. So another thing is, nah, a lot a lot of people got shagged, but it's it's fair because yeah. we didn't sit. It's not fair because we didn't sit the exam, and it was just the school and the government that decided. So a lot of people were just like, "What the hell?" Mm. Yes, I called them. They were like, "They were like, FA, you've got in." That we've just been the only reason why we've not sent you an email. Congratulations, because we were waiting for the form you told me to fill two months back. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, wait, I was like, wait, what? And then she was like, yeah, we sent we sent all the we sent all the applicants uh, form to fill. Okay. And I was like, right. And I was like, it's actually it's only me. It's actually only me, fam. That will that will that will miss this opportunity because of one simple form I didn't fill. So yeah, so I feel I filled it straight away. Well, I spilled it when I got him straight away. And then I sent it off. Right, if he makes it through life the way he does. Everything just works for him. Uh, I mean, God. Real. Yeah. No, yeah. but everything everything works for him. Like, that's a big thing. start getting into uni as well, you know. The fate is a big thing. It's crazy. Okay. Like, everything just it's, fits into it's, the it's, it's, it's God. It's not even it, like, it's God. It's, it's actually God. I it's think it's just prayers. guys so we've done results there and now we're in medical school and dental school um who wants to talk about what these first like couple of months have been like um just for reference so fa is doing a foundation year moid's doing dentistry and me and nebsi are doing the five-year medicine program so anyone want to talk about like initial experiences is medicine what you expected? Is dentistry what you expected? Um, are you stressed? Do you have sleepless nights? Um, are there too many lectures? So on and so forth. Do you have lectures in person? Because some people I know here have that privilege. So yeah, take your time. The first day for me was a madness. I had like six lectures and they were like straight away into the, into the content. And I was just like, if this is every day, I can't do this. But then after that, it's like a bit better. But now I think it's like what week ten, week eleven, and I've had mm. hundred and thirty something lectures in like two months. Ah. And I had an exam with them today. And how did the but exam go, boy? I got what I need to pass in it. That's all we care about. Lovely, lovely. <laughs> but yeah, as in for me, yeah, so far, they wanted like they had a study skills session like two days ago. And they were like, oh, you guys should, like, do your lectures until five. And after that, take a break and then do two hours or three hours more of work, like, self-directed work. I was like, wow. So that's, like, what, 30, 20 hours, 20 to 30 hours every week extra. Mm. But I barely get through my lectures during the day. Like, I take my lectures off, and I, when I'm finished, that's my work done. I don't do yeah. or anything like that. Because it's too... To do it from home is too much. Yeah. But we're going to get used to it, so it is what it is, I guess. Yeah. Now, how do you guys cope? Like, there's like I have like five, six lectures a day. Most of the lectures are these just the recorded ones, or do you do these include like the live one? No, like some, like some good lecturers, they do their lectures live because they want to have that interaction thing. That helps a lot more. 
but most of mine are pre-recorded. And it's not even like you guys. You guys, you guys have all your for King's Medic. I know they have their lectures uploaded until like December. Our ones, yeah. it's literally on the day, and sometimes they miss the day. So at least you lot have your own. Um, your your King's has your own website, your own system where you upload your stuff. We're using this ghetto blackboard. <laughs> this ghetto blackboard and um, Panopto or something like that. What? But to be fair, my ones, my, my, my lectures are in person anyway, so it's calm. Exactly. Oh, it's not like you attend. <laughs> is, that, is that what we're doing on this, this our dear friend's podcast? Anyway, <laughs> yeah, so, okay, let me, I might as well go next now because this girl is really, but, um, yeah, so my all my lectures have been in person. Uh, so because I'm obviously I'm on, but this is purely because I'm on the foundation here. So because I'm on the foundation here, there's like twenty five of us. So what they did was, actually, like I, know, I think the story of us. So what they did was they split us into groups of fifteen, fifteen, or like fourteen, fifteen, or something like that. So I'm in, yeah, irrelevant. But so what we do is we go in, we go in at different times in the day. So it's 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 four groups A B C D. So A and B will go in, let's say ten a.m. to 12, 12 a.m. And then the teachers have to change rooms, and then prepare for the group C and D for one to three p.m. So mm. sometimes, like on a Monday, my my lecture could be at one. On the Tuesday, my lecture could be at ten. On a Wednesday, it could be at nine a.m. On a Thursday, it could be at four p.m. Like it depends. This varies, but the earliest is nine. And then the latest will be like six. Six ended, not six starting. So latest will start like start at four. Yeah. So yeah. So on on the note of this dog hating on me saying I miss my lectures, I the thing is, everyone you know what it is? Everyone else is at home doing online lectures, but I now have to get ready and go to lectures dead. But it's so different. I'm, it's I'm not just... that you know what? You don't that like, you don't realise on paper. Online lectures sounds like a dream. And in reality, it's just one of the most demotivating, like, things No, but ever. the thing is, in-person lectures are overrated now. Like, I feel like mm. before you would just say, I'm going to lecture, but now it's, oh, online, in-person. But really and truly, like, just think of last year, or, like, people that have been to you, people that know, they're always like, oh, these lectures are dead. Like, like most the people are spitting that, like, they do work outside of lectures anyways. Yeah, I don't know if you guys when you speak to people in need, they're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they're in the library 24s, like the, their lecturers don't, they don't learn anything from the lectures, which is exactly what happens. That's why most of the time I miss my lectures, not most of the time, but half and half. But because really, I'm doing my like, learning, really, truly, I, I pick, huh? Is it? I said, I'm doing my learning from YouTube. I watched the lecture for like 20 Literally, minutes. That's what I'm saying. Well, the times I've learned from, from YouTube or that was osmosis. Page or whatever. That's, That's what I've been using mm. because and that guy Armando Hosegunigan, he's hard. <laughs> but yeah, the lectures are like on in person lectures are very because the lecturers are literally just running through. Like this, the the woman I have for immunology, she's literally flash. She literally runs <laughs> through the lectures like and immunology is one of the things you need to know properly. So, mm. yeah, that's why I'm most time. If I look at my timetable that morning, I'm like, okay, what time do I have to wake up today? Blah, blah. Who do I have? If I see the, the teacher that I don't like, I just go back to bed because there's no point. Because I could just watch the lecture again later because all the lectures are recorded. I could watch it again later and then cross, cross reference with um, YouTube. So that's why I pick yeah. the lectures I go to because really and truly, yeah, it's just, it's just long. But I feel like but, it, yeah. gives, it gives structure to your day. Yeah, that's what he doesn't get. It's structure. It's structure. I could be finished work at four or five, but I finish at like eight, nine. Because I just don't do it. After that, that, it's good because after that, after that, like a group of us can decide to go to the library or go to some room to just go over the lecture. So in that sense, yeah, it's lit. Like because you get to talk to people and interact. You can obviously, yeah, yeah. To be fair, after lectures, we go get food, we chill for a bit. You could yeah. go with like so I'll, in that sense obviously you're 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 with the people that are on your course. So in that sense it's lit.
Yeah, no, I just find pre-recorded, it's not even, like, the fact that I'm so desperate to go to a lecture, it's just structure, like, I have to wake up at this time, otherwise I will miss this lecture, like, no, it's not going anywhere, like, it's going to be there, and the fact that it will be there, it's not even, like, if if lectures, let's say lectures disappeared within, like, two weeks, let's say that was a thing, like, even then my days would have more structure, because I just know, like, it must be done within a certain period of time, otherwise it's going Whereas now it's kind of like things just catch up with you and before you know it, you're behind. I'm just rolling from my bed to my chair, to my bed, to my chair. Sometimes I don't even get to my chair. Um, and yeah, it's just a lot. Um, but are we enjoying medical school, staff dental school? Oh, yeah. Really On the, the, yeah you, the question actually was, how has it been from the start? So from the start... Uh, it was so because I'm on the foundation, the workload is way less. So I feel like every time I call these lot, well, the few times, quote unquote, I call them, they're always call us. You mean the, we catch you at when it's convenient your schedule? The, they are they are always working it. So so that just shows that the foundation is way easier than is way easier than the actual five year. Yeah. So yeah. So the foundation. What happens is. Um, we basically do what the first year lot do, but more down in the sense. So the foundation is to prepare us for the first year. So everything we're doing now is just like the basics of everything we're doing first year. So when we're in first year, it will be good because all of us will have like a structure. We'll be already used to the uni. We already know what we're doing yeah. in terms of like every where the library is and like how to structure our days, how the lectures work, how everything works. So I would say in that sense, it's good because... For everyone else, like like what these are saying, first day is hectic for them because like it's, the workload is too much, all of that. So for me, it would just be like, okay, cool, I've already done this content before, so I'm just building up on that knowledge and I already know how to structure my life, I guess, in uni because everyone everyone else this is the first time. So yeah, the foundation is lit, I guess. And you get to stay in uni for longer. I have bare free time. Huh? So you get to stay in uni for longer, like more years. Some people like staying in uni. Is that a plus? He's saying it like that's a yeah. plus. <laughs> it's a plus. How? Mm-hmm. No, it's a black, black. For example, some dentists and some medics, they do intercalation even though they don't have to just to stay in uni for longer. It's not because they want an extra degree. Like, okay, some people might. Who's doing that for fun? Bro, <laughs> for us, so... uni hasn't been, okay, for, for us, uni hasn't been that fun because of COVID, isn't it? But usually it's lit. There's events every, but every other week there's some event going on. Okay, fair, fair. Fair. It's it's really actually, when you leave uni, that's life. <laughs> that's life done literally like, so like like your, youth, your youth is act, like you're done basically yeah all you're going to be doing is pub with your with your workmates and that's it <laughs> <laughs> that's it literally um yeah there's a lot of work to do um i'm like a week behind so but um yeah so in terms of like if it was live like we would go to the lectures i feel like in a way that could be better because even though I may not understand it, I wouldn't be as behind. But um, also, I've become so used to recorded lectures that, like, if it was now changed, I don't know how I'm going to handle that because I've just become so used to it being recorded. But I feel like um, FMO just spoke about, um, they spoke quite a bit about, like, how intense it could get. So I just talk about, I don't know, socially or my health. Um, just mm. Um, because of COVID, I haven't really met. Oh, in my flat, I've been like two months now, and um, I've been alone. All my flatmates have gone home, so like, um, <laughs> I'm just here. Alone. Oh, just no one's st- no one's there still. No one's here. So how like, mad that is. Um, in Barch, you have to share showers and stuff, so um, that's been fine because I've had a shower to myself. And then the cleaner comes daily, so I'm used to that now. Health-wise, um, um, yeah, no, my sleeping schedule has been really bad. I mean, I already didn't sleep, but now it's a thing where if I try to go to bed, I can't, which is weird, because I'd sleep. Like, yesterday, I tried to go to bed early, like 11, and I was up until, like, 2, because the night before I would have gone to bed at, like, 6.40, so that's not been very She means a.m., not p.m. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so 
But um, I feel like that's more, that's not for everyone. I feel like my management skills haven't been the greatest. So it's not always going to be like that. But for me, that was a bit. And friends-wise, um, yeah, my flatmates have gone. I mean, I've met some other people from other um, flats and they're quite nice. But COVID has, like, stopped, I think. Not for everyone, but for me, yeah. Yeah. I feel like with London unis in general, because of the situation everything's just like at a stop like a lot of the people that I might have I don't know been with or friends with like in uni aren't even like staying at accommodation so it's kind of just like what do I do with my days I wake up I go to prep to get my free drink um I come back (laughs) I do a lecture I go and get another free drink um then do another lecture do podcast stuff and go to sleep and then that's just my day like day after day after day after day um which can get a bit like repetitive but um I am enjoying a lot of the stuff like just the idea like this is going to be my career the anatomy stuff is quite fun and like the patient scenarios I find like exciting um but yeah does anyone else have anything to add about their uni experience so far yeah, I'm saying because my degree is like a bit more clinical than yours compared other than Effie because he goes in. I've gone in quite a few times for stuff like I have two modules. One's introduction to clinical skills. So like so far you had nothing in that much depth. It's like setting up your bay, like say your chair, which what's for what, which type of wipes to use for what, how to position yourself, how to sit, and stuff like that. Let's <laughs> talk about representation in our courses. Yay! What do you guys think? Is it representative? Is it not? What do we think so far? Any points? I feel like for King's, Guy's Campus, if you're doing medicine, dentistry, it's proper diverse. Mm. From what I've seen, it's proper, proper diverse. There's a lot of... There's a lot of of everyone, to be honest. In my Mm. form itself, I have people from every continent, even America. Oh, wow. Yeah, there's a lot of international students, like a lot of international students. But I don't Never. know about Bart's or Southampton, but guys campus? Fam, my uni is good. My uni is oh, let me even turn on this iron so we can have this conversation properly. <laughs> Representation in Southampton. Wow. Wow. Okay, <laughs> let, let me just let me just start by saying. I'm the only black, I'm the only, yes, no, yes, I'm the only ethnic person in this block, in my, you're the only ethnic person, ethnic, because there was one other Pakistani girl, but she moved out, because she couldn't hack it, so I'm the only ethnic person in this block, there's one Asian guy, so two, that's it, yeah, in terms of Southampton, I feel like, I'm not even surprised. I feel like anyone, if you tell anyone, oh, go to Union Southampton, I feel like they know what you're going through because it's flipping Southampton, mate. But on my on my course, because I'm on the foundation here, yeah, so one, actually, it's only me, one black guy, two black girls, and then everyone else Asian, and then there's like two white people, one white guy, one white girl, and mm. that's it. So in terms of diversity, I would say it's not it's not the best. At all, mm. city wise and course wise, and it's even worse on the BM5. Yeah, it's even worse on the BM5. So, I guess, yeah, man, I don't, I don't know what to say. I'll just be like, I'll just say to people that want to apply to Hampton, I'll just say, uh, everyone disrespect themselves, isn't it? <laughs> just, Great advice. Just, just be, just be, be wary of where you apply to uni, because of course you want to get into medical school as well. But just remember that you're gonna be there for five, six years. Yeah. So don't. Then you'll probably be there for your two foundation years as well, your two training years. Yeah. Most like chances of you getting placed in your area is high. No. Well, uni area. I swear, I swear that's, that's, No, it's not. 
No, but the thing is, I, 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 I know you pick where you want to go, right? Then you pick Bro, where you want to go. It's, no, it's based off... There's one test you do in final year, dentists and medics. It's like in December, I think, or it's in fourth year. No, I think it's final year. And it's also called SJT. Like, I know UCAT, SJT. Yeah. It's very similar to that. And that's the only test that all students in the whole UK, they have the same exam. Yeah. And you get ranked based on that test. And say, for example, we ordered that test, and we're all doctors, for example, and we pick, like, in London, for example, or in the UK, the most competitive um, deanery is Northwest London. So say we all want to work there because we live there or something. Then I got ranked 500, and FA got ranked 100. He would get that. He would get Northwest, and I wouldn't, because mm. he got a higher rank than me. It's not based off. Like for example, say if my first choice was Northwest and FA's first choice was Southeast, and he Northwest was a second choice in London, he would still get Northwest over me because of how many people in between they have. Like, they'll be more likely to pick Northwest and Southeast. So you don't really get to choose. And it's yeah. not more likely for uni area. It depends what what rank you put. What areas you put in what rank in your choice? So you put Northwest London, Newcastle, Birmingham, Manchester, and you don't yeah. have to include Southampton or London at all. Like it's up to you, and then they base it off your rank off that exam. That's it. I see. Okay. Yeah. Um. Another I thing. Feel like... oh, oh yeah. Go, sorry, ahead. go on. I was no, another ahead. thing is, um, I would say if you're if you're a black boy applying for medicine, I would say apply for Southampton like we need because for uh, on my on my on my course yeah on the six year one there's only so like I said before it's only me I'm the only black boy and then in so we, we had something where we you, you got um allocated your mentors that that were on the foundation previously or in other years before so miraculously <laughs> I got allocated the only black boy from last year. And then right. miraculously, the black boy from last year got allocated as a mentor, the only black boy in the year before. Yeah. And then miraculously, the black boy from like literally, I kid you not, this when I'm in my mentor, he was like, <laughs> he was like, he was like, right. Wow. He was laughing. And I was like, I was like, what? He's like, fam, they know what they're doing. Because he's the only black boy on, on his year. The black boy from the year before was only so it was even funny because I was like when I met him, it was like he, he hopes I don't mind that he knew they would do this. So he booked to meet his mentor at the same time he was meeting me. So his his mentor came as well. We're all just talking, it was three of us, he just went prayer, we're just talking. And then they were, he was just like, Yeah, like on his course, on day and days as well, they were the only black boys. And he himself, the third year, the second year one, yeah, second year, he has he has a mentor in third year. So I met the first year, the first year I met, yeah. So you, you, you get what I'm saying. But yeah, it was just funny. So I was just like, it's either the purposefully picking, purposely, purposefully, purposely. So you're picking on purpose. Picking on purpose. <laughs> black, one, one black boy, or maybe I was the only black boy that applied. You never know, because I don't know. But yeah, I would just say, hey man, just, we need more black people in this room because this is just embarrassing. And I know I know two black people. Actually, no, I know three black people on the on the main five year one. Yeah. And that's it. Every other person I've met on the BM five is is either white or Asian. So yeah, okay. that's what I was gonna say. But so guys we've gone through our whole medical school experiences so far and everything that we know hopefully you found it informative interesting helpful you found it something that you'll be able to apply to if you're interested in medicine or dentistry um the last thing that i'd like to do is to get some top tips from our guests just one piece of advice from each person um something that you think would help an aspiring medical or dental student um fa you're making a lot of noise right right a piece of advice that you think would inspire medical or dental student um yeah who wants to go i'll go first um my tip would be sort of two tips but they're linked so first thing is don't stress because it's not nothing is ever that deep and mm. what's going to prevent you from stressing is comparing your application journey to others 
So, for example, mm-hmm. some people got interviews, interview offers in December, and they were gassed, and people were like, "Well, I don't, I don't have it yet." This that, and those same people who were worried got the interview offers in February, and done the mm-hmm. interview and got a place, and other people didn't. So, mm-hmm. the main thing for you to do is don't compare your like your application status with others because that's going to stress you out more. That's going to have a negative impact on your studies and on your interview practice or your application, whatever you need to do on your application. And my advice would be that it's going to get hard. Like, year 13 is not easy. For us, cool, it was easy after March because no exams, whatever. Mm. But um, even before, like, start of year 13, so when you're doing your UCAP, you're doing your personal statement draft, stuff like that. It's going to get yeah. hard. But you have to keep reminding yourself why you're doing it. And just keep reminding yourself of the end goal. Because that's the only way to like properly motivate yourself. And tell yourself that this needs to have, this is my, this is the amount of work you need to put in to get where you want to get. And it's not easy because you're trying to do dentistry or medicine. You want to do these big, big careers. So don't ever like let yourself slack off being lazy or you think you aren't good enough, for example. Just keep telling yourself that, yeah, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a dentist. And this is what I need to do to get there. Inspiring words from what? The dentist. Thank you. He thinks he's better than all the medics. Anyways. <laughs> I don't think that at all. I have no problem okay. If you say so. I, all I said, I go into, I go into uni oh. clinical stuff and you got on to me. That's what happened. Yeah, so because I'm, I'm the dentist one here. It's upsetting me and my homegirls. Never see your top tip. Um, yeah, and no, I agree with what Moy said, but I also think it's important that um, I think it's important. Like for me right now, I'm um, it was a point where all I'm doing is work. Every time you guys call me, I work. It's getting to a point where I don't have time to cook because I have to. Work. I don't have time for this because I have to work. And if it's going to that place you need to there there is something wrong because as much as as much as it's important to like work for your goal you need to you can't get so strong because I feel like you're just going to crash like if you're working like that it's not gonna you won't be able to sustain it for the whole of medical school even sixth form you're not going to be able to sustain it so I feel like it's important everyone I mean says take a balance but I feel like it's generally that you honestly need to because it's going to be really hard for you to keep working at that kind of pace so and if you're struggling then you need to look at how you're working because um you should still have time to do like if you need to speak to your friends no you should be speaking to friends because you'll you'll get really stressed out if you don't so I feel like um yes definitely work hard but if you don't have time to maybe I don't know have like a longer break or maybe take even if it's half a day off um then without you being completely behind then um you need to calm down a bit so I think it's just important to find the balance yeah no definitely and just making sure that you have that good work-life balance will even improve your feel way more relaxed thanks Nebisi and finally FA do you want to give us your top tip um, or advice in general yeah like everyone previously said before don't doubt yourself, my black people. Please, I need you to listen. This is for my black medics, black girls, black boys, black boys especially, because I feel like a lot of black girls apply for medicine, but black boys don't. If you happen to be a black boy listening to this podcast, you need to keep focus. You need to, you need to apply, really and truly, because I feel like a lot of people just doubt themselves and just think, ah. Oh, I can't do it. They're seeing everyone else getting interviews or they're seeing like people around them and telling them, oh, yeah, the chances of you getting in is just mad low. Like, uh, and teachers in sixth form do that a lot. Like, I know, I feel like, yeah. even, especially in our sixth form, like, most of the teachers were like, oh, I don't know why you guys are, you guys want to apply for medicine and you're dealing mm. with this. Like, all of them <laughs> slice like comments, just tell them yeah. to shut up, like, just ignore it. So, I, I, I would say. Don't obviously um, tell them to shut up. Yeah, but mm. just in your head, block just, it out. Like, just block it out because mm. really and truly, they don't know what they're talking about. Because, um, yeah, That's um, what FA's saying now as well. Um, I think that, um, it's important to say it's not you don't always just have to go straight medicine, like we've done that, but I feel like even 
even when I was speaking to, um, I think it was even you guys, like if it wasn't medicine kind of first time, it would be, you'd be very discouraged. And I feel like half of the people that I'm in my course, so many of them have done um, a degree before or taken a gap year. I know maybe compared to other people, everyone's kind of moving, but like in my in my class, not class, but like the people in my, um, also doing the course, um, so many of them, it was more of them who would have done degrees or taken a gap year or something than us who kind of just went straight into. So if it's not first time, like, don't you, like there's so many other people in that situation that I think there's someone in my course who's even done dentistry and is now doing medicine. Like, don't compare yourself to, yeah, <laughs> don't compare yourself, like, just to what everyone's doing. If you want to do medicine, then even if it might take longer or a different way, like, don't let that discourage you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For absolutely, I could I agree with that. But uh, yeah, man, I would say just in in general, advice for everyone, everyone else apply for medicine. I say just stay focused. Don't forget that you're applying for medicine or dentistry. Don't forget that there are some things you need to do to meet the requirements. As much as there are times where we're thinking, like, this is just a drag now. Like, I remember when I used to think, like, why do I have to do all this? Like, this is too much stress. Personal statement period was very stressful. Like, that September to December period of applying for medicine was mad. They remind me because so, I'm in trauma. <laughs> yeah, it was mad. So I would I'm say... I'm still in recovery from that. Stay on top of the personal statement. Stay on top of work. Just leave that, that summer. Year 12 to year 13 summer. September, October... November, just leave that period blank because you're going to need to focus to stay on top of the work. And just interviews are not that deep. Stop stressing over that. And yeah, man, I hope everyone gets in. For my black men, you can do it, man. I'm begging you. You can do it. You really can. You really can. Um, but, as I was yeah. just looking at the Skype, like I was just looking at the the cameras were doing this interview not interview but as we're doing this episode um i just realized that a year ago we were literally so stressed like just thinking are we gonna get in going through the whole process um so if you need any proof or any evidence that like it's possible to do then um we are definitely i think walking living testaments of that um, I'm going to obviously speak to my guests, you know how we do it on Mia's Corner, I'm going to speak to my guests afterwards, get them to give me some resources that they use. Um, on my Instagram story, make sure you're following me at Omier's underscore corner on Instagram and on Twitter. I've been posting a lot of interview workshops that are available from a number of different unis, including King's, different societies do quite a few interview workshops. There's also Melanin Medics, which I'm a really big advocate of because it was one of the um, really good interview practices I had last year. All of this will be in the description box. And also... I have said on Instagram, I've said on my socials, and I will say it again for anyone who's listening, if anybody is an aspiring medic, if there's anything you'd like me to read, any interview practice, any advice that you'd like, please don't hesitate to contact me um, and my guests as well. I can always ask them um, for help and assistance. So thank you so, so much for listening to this third of our degree workshops next week make sure you tune in because we have a law yeah i said it, a law workshop coming we're going to have a variety of guests who are studying law at different unis across the country we also have a guest who's not actually studying law at uni but is doing a degree apprenticeship as well in law so we're going to get a really broad range of views and opinions and ideas so be sure to um, keep up with my Instagram so that you get all the latest updates. And I will see you in the next one. Toodle pip.